Thanks for checking out this episode of the LGBT Update Podcast. Just to let you know, this review episode contains spoilers. Do you know anyone who's recently traveled to East Africa or Pakistan? FBI lady, you want to text me she was coming by? I called you. You lying to me. I wouldn't. And I love you, man. Guys, this is the LGBT update. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. I am Shav. And hey, I'm Chris Impact Sutton. So we know we've been gone for a good while. So we um watched a nice new yeah. movie. New film. New yeah. film um called Nas and Malik. Mm-hmm. Impact, you wanna tell us about that a little bit? Ah, so much. Um, so Nas and Malik. Um it's an independent film. Um it was funded through Kickstarter. And what was um, Kickstarter? Kickstarter, it's a crowdfunding website. Um, so all you dope people with creative ideas is a way that you can get funding for your films, TV series, any type of creative project um, from the actual community, uh, from your peers. That's what's up. Um, so that's pretty much how Nazim League was funded as an independent film. It revolves around uh, two characters. Um, a uh, black gay Muslim couple, actually, um, living in Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. um, who are, how can we say this, are trying to keep their relationship discreet um, because of their religion and their culture. Basically, um, are investigated by the FBI in a very unprofessional and improper way, which we'll get into later. You're going to get pissed off. Oh, yeah, it's a lot. But um, a pretty dope film. It's definitely something new. Um, and we're about to break it down, basically. So, yeah. Let's get it. So, basically, Nazim Lee came out uh, around the end of January. Um, and, I mean, you can watch it now on YouTube On Demand, Vimeo. I believe it's on Amazon. Uh, it's, it's everywhere now. Um, and just to start off uh, with the good, the pros, uh the film has an incredible uh, just flow of cinematography. It looks beautiful. Um, it's set in New York, um, mainly around Brooklyn. Um, and throughout the entire film, you feel like you're in Brooklyn. Um, it's shot in a way where it's very intimate, it's very immersive. A lot of the film revolves around Nas and Malik. Um, basically, you know, just kind of Going out and about, you know, um, they're selling little items on the streets. Uh, they're, you know, they're just basically going about a normal day in their lives. Um, and you really get a feel of these two characters and just the setting that they're surrounded by. Um, during the beginning of the film, uh, we don't get a lot of context into the two of these characters. The film kind of starts off with, uh, I believe, Nas. I believe um, it's Nas. Yes, Nas. Yeah, Nas. Well, basically, his sister um, discovers. You're not gonna like her. Oh, you're not, not gonna, gonna like the sister. So at yeah. All. So basically, his sister finds a a condom um, mm-hmm. in the garbage while she's like blowing out her nose. Remind you, remind you, um, y'all, y'all need to know this. Nas stays at home with his family. Right. Who are strict and really devout mm-hmm. Muslims. Mm-hmm. And he's having gay sex mm-hmm. in this house mm-hmm. and leaving condoms in the bathroom. Yes. In the garbage. Yes. Where anybody can see it. Yes. And they're not supposed to be having yes. sex. Yes. All this stuff about them trying to be discreet. It's already blown out they, <laughs> right they, at being a movie. Like they literally on some I'm um, fifteen or sixteen. It's, it's really like low key gay one on one. I mean, no. not even gay one on one. If you screw into your parents' home, 
Um, you flush that commandant toilet. You need to know work schedules. You know, you know work schedules. I mean, you never leave any evidence out. You know, so but anyway, at least they're having safe sex. Need to know the amount of days <laughs> that they take off throughout the right. year. Maybe, maybe I'm a little hoish for that. I don't know. Maybe, but, but no, it's you okay. Know, you learn from experience. Exactly, and they need to learn. Yeah, they clearly, yeah. they didn't well, they they learn more <laughs> in more ways than one throughout the movie. But anyway, ah. so Nas' sister discovers um, a condom um, in the garbage. Um, she freaks out. She uh, runs to her brother's room, and her brother is getting ready, getting dressed or whatever, and she's, like, basically interrogating him. Like, no, she takes the condom out the garbage and that, puts it oh, in his face. Oh, my God. Like, like literally. Literally. Like, <laughs> like, what's this? Like, semen is dripping from that. Like, imagine your girl, you're like, your girl or your boyfriend won't even do something like that. So imagine your sister going in the garbage and getting right. your condom. That's, tri- that's, that's, that's That is beyond nosy and just disgusting. That's a mess. So, yeah, so she... um basically throws a dirty condom mm-hmm. um, on his bed. On the bed. And she starts to try to, you know, check him. Like, you know, um, basically asking him, like, well, basically telling him that he can't be having sex, um, mainly because of his religion, because he's Muslim. Um, and she does not know he's gay at the she time. She doesn't. She doesn't. And he and she's just grilling him left to right. So, he finally tells her, like, you know what? Like, after he calls her a bitch. But... <laughs> He goes ahead and he's like, hey, you know, I got $25. Will $25 shut you up? Because he's basically about to rat him out um, to his parents. So she takes the 25 you know, she goes about her business or whatever. And Nas goes about his way. So throughout the movie, well, Nas basically meets up with Malik. He's waiting, uh, waiting for Nas, you know, on his, at, at his apartment, I guess. And... From there, we really kind of get a sense of their, I guess you could say their their day-to-day life. Yeah. So like really who they are. Who they are. Mm-hmm. So we see them going to pray. Um, we see them at the bodega, I believe. Maybe I don't know if it's a b- bodega or not. I have, I have no but idea. they were buying little items, uh like that they could oils, see, oils. And, and, and profit cards. Yeah, all of that stuff. Basically they are just I, I, I don't. I don't want to say hustling because I feel like it's such a negative yeah, tone when you yeah, say that. But bit. they were basically trying to make money the best way they can. But it wasn't like nothing crazy. Like they right. literally went to a store, bought a bunch of oils, bought cars and in lottery tickets, and were mm-hmm. selling them like just up in the prices. Right. And just it's like, it's, I was like, oh, that's the creative idea. Listen, when they <laughs> they, they noted that they made uh, Olis uh, Malice character, who's a little bit more, he got a little bit more of the mouthpiece, a little yeah. bit more game. That he made like two hundred dollars in two mm-hmm. hours. I'm like, hey, listen, nah, ain't nah. bad. I ain't mad. Yeah, <laughs> Nas, he was a little shy, so you you noticed that yeah. he was getting a lot of um, you know, cold shoulders from right. people on the streets because they was literally out. They were literally out on the street. Right, and this is subway. also like in yeah. Brooklyn, New York, where you know, folks, <laughs> they quickly tell you to get the fuck out. There exactly. Face. One one <laughs> man even took a lottery ticket and, and ran, ran from with it. Yeah. Right, exactly. So so basically, um. They were just kind of out and about, you know, making their little money. Uh, and they run across this guy who uh, confronts them about selling a gun. Like, he has this, this pistol, whatever. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm selling it for $200. Uh, Nas, uh, or, or was it? I think it was Malik. Malik yep, kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, Malik kind of, you know. Like, trying to, you know, go back and forth with him. Back and forth much? with her, you know, yeah, how much or whatever. And shit. Like, Malik act, act, seemed as if he was showing some interest in buying mm-hmm. the gun. But then he quickly um, demisses the dude. I'm like, hey, we ain't buying no fucking gun. Like, yeah, exactly. put it on our face or whatever. And just kind of dips off. And they don't think too much about it. Mm-hmm. So this guy who we think is just like, you know, some random, random street dude mm-hmm. 
is actually an undercover officer who basically reports back to this FBI agent who's kind of like, you know, parked somewhere on the street and basically tells her like, hey, these two Muslim dudes were trying to buy a gun from me, which was a complete lie Mm -hmm. and exaggeration. Um, and he kind of, you know, and then they noticed the the two guys, Nas and Malik, basically leaving out of a store and they kind of point him out. And this female FBI agent, um, at first it seems like she's like, okay, we don't got enough evidence to really, you know, check these guys or whatever. Um, but that's not the case because it goes from her seeming as she has no interest in following around to becoming like a hardcore stalker. Two, like, like she's following two kids around, like 17, 18 years right. old. Right. And profiling them to the highest extent. To the highest extent. I mean, like, this is all racial profiling. Like, driving up and down the street, they're walking down the street. It is so obvious that she's, like, trying yeah. to check them out. Yeah. Like, they can't even go in a little uh, alley and make out for a good, for you know. For a second, even, right. And, and they <laughs> they made out for a good second. <laughs> um, they couldn't even go in an alley and do that without her peeping it. Right. You know, and right. just go to the next So that, So, that is, so basically, um... They kind of go back to, you know, Nas and Malik just kind of like literally just kind of like, you know, walking the streets of New York, you know, on the subway, you know, just going about their day or whatever. Um, eventually, we get to a point in the movie where uh, I guess you could say basically. Uh, she started questioning them. Well, she started even before she started to question them, though. Uh, Nas, you know, being a little bit more shy and timid um, is very concerned about, you know, being outed, you know. Um, Malik is a lot more kind of like carefree, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a scene where uh, I guess they're at the park or whatever, and Malik is trying to kind of like, you know, you know oh, just yeah. be a little bit, you know, romantic, nothing explicit or whatever, just kind of like, you know, you know, cut on with his dude you or know, whatever. You know how your boobie like, yeah. Why you so tense? Why are you why so you, right? Why are you acting like that? Want to touch on you? Like, you like going somewhere. And you, right. You know, you like it though. But. Right. So Nas is having an issue with that. Mm. But later on in the movie, uh, we peeped them um, back. I think it was at Nas's crib. Yeah. I yep. think it was Nas's crib. Nas's crib. And no, nope. It was Malik. Because it was hats on the wall. It was hats on the wall. Mm. Okay. Well, anyway. But you know what? I think I'm I think I'm missing uh, a couple of important parts. So before they even go back home, um, Nas and Malik uh, comes across this this you know this business guy, this white business guy, or whatever. And you know, I mean, right off rip, I was kind of like you know, you family. I mean, that's kind of clear as day or whatever. But you know, whatever. He's just a little rugged looking white business guy, and they're trying to sell some stuff to him. And okay, this is where I take over. Oh, really? <laughs> Because this part really like messed me up a little it bit. It did, it did. So clean cut, you know, Caucasian male, you can tell he's like in his forties, yeah. mid forties. Um, so Nas didn't sell like one thing that day. Didn't right. sell nothing. Malik just making all the money and Malik just talking mad like cash money shit. Right. So uh, they come across this white man and he's like, Oh, I don't have any cash on me. Um, clean cut dude yeah. nice suit all that stuff you know right. shaving and he's like oh I don't have any money but you can come up to my place and I can get my car to give you some cash mm-hmm. instantly big no no and, you know, my, and, and the thing of it is is that Malik peeped it out right off rip he exactly. was like don't go up there mm-hmm. but Nas being Nas not being naive Nas. Nas was kind of like oh no you know I'm just going up to I need to make my make money. money right that's exactly how I need some like like real like what you re- it's not that deep you ain't peeping this dude at all. So, <laughs> so Nas goes upstairs, 
and he's amazed by how beautiful this this white man's apartment is. Like when I was even feeling some type of way <laughs> because it was like beautiful hardwood floors, yeah. like modern furniture, art on the wall. Probably something I, that he was paying for like I three or four grand for. Yeah, and, it was yeah. real nice talking about how he loves the neighborhood and the yeah. culture. One of those typical um, Caucasians, more mm, Caucasians yeah. moving into an urban area yeah. and you know, kind of rebuilding it, and mm, they just love the culture in this area. You right. know what I'm saying? And you know, he's just you know taken aback by how amazing this apartment is. So right. the guy is clearly starting to flirt. Right. Pulling out a cigarette, getting comfortable. Yeah. Looking them all in the eye. Nas is looking around the place. Like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so nice. So this is what messes me up. And when you go yeah. into some, what is that show called that everybody watches? How to Catch a Predator. No, not that. Oh, um, not How to Catch a Predator. What is that? Um, what is that show? Everybody like dun dun dun, and it, that's how it starts. Is it on TNT? Is it a talk show? Oh, SVU. Law and Order. Law and Order SVU. They going through some Law and Order shit. It is, and it gets real. Yeah, because. Nas looks down and notices it's this glass table. Before he even looks down, though, you can't you can't oh, miss the painting the on paint, the wall. Oh, I forgot. It's a painting of a little boy. Yeah, shirtless, a shirtless little boy on the wall. A random paint. Why is there a child <laughs> on this man's? Clearly, he don't have no kids. Right. And it's a child on this wall, and it wasn't really like super artistic. Right. Where it's just like, oh, this is this is some beautiful abstract no. painting. No, this is like kind of why do you have this yeah yeah it's yeah. not no it ain't nothing oh it makes you think no no fuck that it mm. wasn't like that and then it gets worse and it gets worse so Nas looks down at this table a glass table, table yeah. and not i don't even think it was all the way it's like some type of plastic or like Maybe. some weird yeah. material but looks down there's like teddy bears and like little beanie babies mm-hmm. inside of the table like filling the table like up. Fi- like <laughs> filled up to the top like he went to build a bear workshop right. or something and Nas is like, oh, what what are these? He was like, oh, yeah, I collect a bunch. The white guy says, I collect a bunch of them. Mm. I have a lot more in the back. Whoa. You got teddy bears in the front, in a table, mm-hmm. in front of the picture of a little boy. Y'all mm. see where I'm going with this. <laughs> and then you said you got more in the back. back. I mean, do you got a blow-up bed and some cameras in the back, too? <laughs> Jeez. And some boys with older men porn in the back. Right. Like, what, what's going on? And not ain't no red flags going off. Right. Fortunately, what did he say? Uh, what did he say? Because <laughs> I was already taken aback just from that whole scene. I, I don't remember what he said. Like, like he, the guy was just like, oh, what, what the fuck did he say? He said, um, can you? He, oh. You should you should stay or like what yeah it was something like that he was he was basically trying to get like you know Nas to join his yeah. little kitty party I guess you could say exactly. the very least and not and, it, and finally finally Nas started to sense something I don't know if he really peep dude was probably like low key pedophile but he definitely knew like okay you know I need to get the fuck out of here so mm-hmm. like basically Nas is like you know well you know I'm I'm good now you know and actually the um, the business guy decides to give him a few of his beanie babies. Mm-hmm. Those in his little backpack or whatever. And Nas thought it was a good idea. He thought it was he a can, great he idea. He can sell it and it's going to be so perfect oh. to make money. <laughs> so, so I mean, basically Nas gets out of there, you know, the dude gives him his number or whatever. But it, it really kind of just further brought more exposure to how naive Nas is, you know. I mean, he's 18, but his whole mindset, especially as like a young black gay Muslim, is kind of like, uh, it's a little bit too fresh. Now, now speaking of this 
naiveness on from both parties. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it, it was some interesting stuff that happened in the middle. Uh, we don't want to give too much away because we want people to actually like go. I mean, well, we'll it. I'll just say this too, and I'll add this into the intro of the video. This is going to be full of spoilers, but we'll try to kind of hold a few things back. Yeah. So, I'll, just them being naive in general. Now, everybody knows what to do when approached by a police officer in certain situations. Yeah. There's just certain things. When they start interrogating you right. and asking questions, and you know some right. shit is going on, right. you don't just start just talking. Right. And what messed them up is that the, this FBI agent mm-hmm. who was so not sure that this was enough evidence, them mm-hmm. not even buying a gun, and it's just not even important to watch them. She starts following them starts paying more attention to them next thing you know she catches malik by himself mm-hmm. he answers some questions like a dummy mm-hmm. tells her where he was the night before mm-hmm. what he was doing she's mm-hmm. asking where were you at this night at this time now when you come when you when a police officer come up to you mm-hmm. out of nowhere yeah. you've never seen this person right. and you sense that she was watching you because you peeped her a couple hours yes. ago watching you yeah, yeah. and then she's asking you stuff like what were you doing on this night right you gonna you gonna say what well, what is this about? Right, you right. Know, it don't matter how old you are, right, or where you. What is this about? And and, and on top of that, I'm assuming they're living within you know, um, within a world where racial profiling is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're living in a world where they're aware of police brutality, mm-hmm. um, and how the police typically targets um, black men, especially black men who are Muslim, especially because that's like a double, a double double whammy, and. Malik and eventually Nas um, seem to ignore, I'm going to say they really ignore them, but they kind of fall into this trap uh, from this FBI agent um, because she, not only does she interrogate them, you know, within a public space without really any evidence, without a warrant, um, but she puts them in a position where they basically incriminate themselves because she's asking all kind of personal questions about their sexuality. Well, not even before mm-hmm. they ask about their personal life and everything else. And like, you know, clearly you can tell like this is a setup. So it's completely unprofessional. And, you know, just just a quick, you know, one-on-one. And I mean, this may not apply to all cases, but you're not obligated to tell um, a police officer, FBI agent, anything without a proper warrant, without proper evidence. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of like another one-on-one situation, but... Clearly, these two characters um, weren't fully aware of that. So Malik tells uh, the FBI agent, um, you know, his story, where he was, um, that he spent the night with Nas. um, And then the FBI agent finds Nas, um, interrogates him separately. And he's a little bit hesitant because, again, he's trying to be very discreet about his sexuality and about his relationship. So he lies to the FBI agent about um, where he was the night before. Um, and the FBI agent senses this and she even tells them that, you know, lying to a federal agent is a criminal offense. But um, she shouldn't have been questioning him in the She shouldn't have been questioning him in the first place right. at all. But it was just like, once again, they, they, they messed up by even, even giving her the leeway to get that type of information. You know what I'm saying? Even entertaining this hoe. Um, and this, and really sadly, this plays a major part throughout a large portion of the movie and becomes very frustrating. But, um, so basically, Malik and Nas tell two different stories. Um, and when Nas and Malik finally meet up again, 
uh, you know, Nas is really pissed off at Malik by for even speaking to the FBI agent in the first place and even uh, telling her anything about mm-hmm. the two of them, which I would have been pissed too. Right. But I would have been pissed at myself by talking to her as well because. My whole thing is that, you know, as soon as she, if, if I was in that situation, and clearly, you know, I'm a little bit older or whatever, but, you know, if some random FBI agent walks up to you and she's like, yeah, you know, where were you last night? And, you know, who are you hanging out with? And what are you doing? And, like, I've been like, listen, lady, um, can you get out my face? Like, I mean, Real quick. it wouldn't even been a discussion. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, like I said, again, this causes a spark between Nas and Malik because Nas is upset that. Malik even spoke to her and gave her this information. Um, and once again, Malik being kind of carefree, Malik kind he brushes it off. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. He spits a little bit of game to Nas. He, I think he buys him a, what, a fitted hat or whatever in his way of showing apology. And Nas is very, very, like, focused on having, I guess, Malik say to say that he's sorry. So sorry. Like he it's want, a big deal to yeah, him. Yeah, like yeah. he wanted him to apologize. Like Nas could do something extremely stupid. Right. And he wanted to blame everybody else for it and get mad and then expect for you to apologize right. for the situation that he created right. that you reacted to. Right, exactly. It was crazy. I'm looking like say so- say sorry for what? And Malik would not and I and in the in the beginning, I did not like Malik. Yeah, I did not like Malik, <laughs> and I was I was team Nas all the way. He but towards the that end, game. Malik started to show. Look, I don't, I don't, I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. And yeah. He, and and he not my type. But I was like, okay, I, 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 I fuck with, I, I fuck with Malik. That. You know. Right. And then Nas just got more and more irritating, yes. and the, how he was just rolling the eyes and. Just everything bothered and I'm yeah. like okay now what what the hell is going so eventually on? um you know they go out again and, and like I said a large part of this movie is them just roaming around New York hustling basically and that and, and that's what and and that's one thing that I really like and I will credit like the who who focuses on like the cameraman the director the cinematographer maybe yeah. you want to say like I, I really like how they did it just to you know speak on something like you know positive right right um right. i really like how they basically you felt like you were with them right like just like the different angles them um showing shots behind the characters yeah. walking while they were walking from far away above and like just the camera going around them it just right. felt like I'm really in this city. Yeah. You know, like the, the alleys and, and yeah. the, the leaves and the parks. It was just. It was very intimate. Yeah. Like, you felt like you were hanging out with them. You felt like you was roaming mm-hmm. the streets of New York with them. Um, and it was shot in a way where it felt very real. Yeah. It, very, it felt very authentic. Yeah, it was raw. It wasn't like the, it wasn't like typical movie. You actually heard the back people yelling. Yeah. It was the cars. It was a couple of shots where, you know, um, when we were watching, we were like, how did it? Because, again, this being an independent film and them having a very low budget, um, they filmed in a lot of space. Like they filmed on the subway. Right. And it was like, you know, like, how did they did they just do this guerrilla style or these all actors or whatever? Because uh, there's a lot of scenes where you just have these, like, you know, you just got random, crazy folks. Yeah. Just yelling and talking to themselves. Or whatever. And I mean, like, again, I'm looking at this, you know, like, you know, never, I, you know, I've never been in New York City. I'm looking at this like, you know, is it just that common? Because everybody was kind of nonchalant. No one was really reacting. You had this I mean, guy. But that, that's how it is, though. Yeah. In New York. Like, people can do something. Like, somebody can pull a titty out. <laughs> and you just going to, like, look up from your phone and then look down and then you're done. Right. You know, because, like, my first time going... 
I'm like, oh, this shit is crazy. Yeah. People really young. I'm thinking I'm about to get robbed. Yeah. After a while, you just like, oh, these motherfuckers is crazy. Yeah. Man. It's all right. You know. But, Let me get back on my iPhone, whatever. But <laughs> it was they like it. It was it felt real. It felt very real. It felt very real. Like when you watch this, you're not gonna say, oh, this is some somebody beginner. who's not from New York, exactly. someone who doesn't know the city. Like if this definitely showed, like this is somebody who has a passion for the city, mm-hmm. has lived in the city and really can appreciate it at its fullest. So so anyway, so they they jump on the subway or whatever, they're hanging out again or whatever. Um what they run across is these two young kids mm-hmm. who are uh are basically trying to, I guess, raise money because one of them has cancer. And you could kind of already tell these kids again, you know, playing them. Um, they're doing a little own little hustle or whatever, mm-hmm. low-key. So, once again, Naive Nas uh, decides to not only give them money, but give um, these two kids, uh, or one of these kids, his hat that Malik bought for him. Um, Malik is pissed about this, da-da-da-da-da. They have another little feud or whatever. And basically, you know, Malik being Malik, you know, him having all this game or whatever, he spent some games to, um, to Nas, and they wind up making out on the subway. So, but he, but, but he he was mad pissed because Malik because Nas gave a hat away. He spent forty dollars. Forty dollars, yeah. And he, yo, tra- I don't know and if it, all y'all know what a trade is. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me just rewind. Right. So you're not so willing to come out significant other is mad as fuck because they barely ever show emotions and feelings and just like affection towards you. They spend this money on this hat and they feel that's their way of showing love or this gift. And then you just give it away. Mm-hmm. And just imagine how one of your real sensitive exes or significant other would act you just gonna give away what i gave you that's me showing that i care about it he was just right. like really really in his feelings about it right and, and malik did not no nas just did not understand right so so yeah so you know malik was kind of pissed Nas was kind of pissed but eventually you know they made up they got a little kissy face on the subway stupid kind of stupid with it you know and it's kind of funny because going off of this whole thing about Nas like I don't want nobody to see me here you on a subway subway, full of people full of people (laughs) like you don't what but once again in no in no way Impact and I we are out out comfortable love ourselves so we're not saying in any way hide who you are what right. you like to do but if you are on the down low and you are uncomfortable being if you're gonna out be on this discreet so scared, tip you know and you're and you're that young living with your uh, really religious family that you know yeah. won't accept it i don't think it's a good idea i don't care how big the city is you don't know who's gonna see True. you which is gonna go into our next point True. um you should not be making out yeah. and all up on somebody yeah. on the subway and with the lights on and prime example of this going in the wrong direction is that uh, there's another subway um, passing, the train. You know, passing. the train. Yeah, passing by the train that Nas and Malik is on. And lo and behold, who's looking out the window? Nosy ass sister. Nas's sister. Just all like, I mean, dazing. it was just dazing. Like, she could sense it. Like, my brother doing something. Mm-hmm. He fucking with somebody. And she looked and saw them, them tongues. Tongues lapping and licking and smacking. And what she do? Put her hands over her mouth. <laughs> like and, and, just it was kind of funny scene. because I guess she was with her friends. Because, I mean, they don't really get, like I said again, there's there's so much focus on Nazem Lee. You don't really get much of a story with any of these supporting characters. But with the sister, it seems like she don't got no damn friends. But when she's on the subway... She's sitting next to two girls, you know, they kind of chilling with her, and they're, like watching they're watching like World Star. A fight, World Star yeah. hip hop. <laughs> like they, 
it's real ghetto. And they're like, look at this, look, you know? And she just in the middle, like, in shock. My just brother just kissed somebody. Kiss on the Another guy, man. Whatever. Right. Oh Girl, you better watch that fight. Like, <laughs> share that video. Start writing about your brother and get you some. Get you some. So, so anyway, you know, they don't know that, you know, um, Nas' sister notices all of this. So they go about their merry way, go about their day or whatever. Um, and Malik, no, it's Nas. Nas finally explains to Malik that he lies, that he lied to the FBI agent, I believe. Yes. That's yes. what it was. Mm-hmm. So there, Malik told the truth. Malik told the truth. He was like, straight up with it. Like, yeah, I was at such and such house mm, and was doing, doing this. Do. And, you know, this is, what, this is what it is. Right. And Malik, no, Nas is just, just fucked it up. Just fucked it up. So Nas realized, like, oh, shit. Like, Malik tells, like, you know, dude, like, you already know you incriminated yourself. You know, you go to jail for this. So Nas starts On to- top of the fact that they shouldn't have said shit to the police officer in the first right. place. Right, and then I think they go over to uh, Malik's house and they try to fool around again. And Malik's mother walks in, I believe, or yep. something mm-hmm. like that. Whatever. Something. Anyway, so basically, they, Nas, was, they was just walking. They were being just reckless, just, just real reckless, just like, reckless all around. Oh. So God. anyway, so eventually, uh, Nas decides to try to clean up his mess, mm-hmm. um, and basically. The lie that he made was that he was over another friend's house. Um, this dude named Dan, this, you know, this, this random guy, whatever, Dan. Anyway, so now it's like, you know, maybe we get to Dan before the FBI agent finds out about him and we could kind of get Dan to, uh, you know, cover up our story a little bit or my story or whatever. So to get to Dan, the only thing is, though, is Dan, well, they they believe Dan is not aware that the fact that they're in a relationship, you know, so they're really nervous about coming out to this Dan, you know, their friend Dan or whatever. So they get over there, you know, Dan is watching his sister's baby or whatever. And I think Malik asked, uh, you know, they kind of, que- well, no, I think it's Nas. Nas questioned Dan about, you know, could you ever accept or, you know, do you, do you feel like being gay is wrong or something right. like that? Yep. And Dan is, you know, just being, you know, the typical whatever. He's like, you know, I believe it's wrong. It's a sin. Da, 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 da. So when he when he's in the midst of trying to use the common, you know, um, you know, I guess you could say the common vibes of trying to down um, homosexuality or being LGBTQ, um, the FBI agent pops up at the house. So before they can explain everything to Dan, I don't think they even realize that the FBI agent is actually um, the person at the door or whatever. But Dan goes down to the door. He's confronted by, you know, this FBI agent. Uh, You know, she begins to try to interrogate him. But Dan ain't no new dude. You know what I'm saying? You can already tell. Like, he's already up on this shit. Dan got some goddamn sense. So Dan is like, I don't feel comfortable talking to you without my attorney around. So, um... And again, the scene is still kind of frustrating because she continues to try to like pick at him, even after he told her like, "Hey, I don't want to say anything to you." And then eventually, he makes um, she asks him about um, Nas staying over his house the night before, and you know, Dan kind of slips up and he's like, uh, "I don't know nothing about that." You know what I'm saying? And she takes that as in a way that, "Oh, Nas lied." So Dan, you know, rushes back upstairs after he shuts the door in her face or whatever. And basically, um, and he basically like you know confronts Nas and Malik and is like, "So y'all gay? Y'all fucking gay? Y'all gay?" <laughs> yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's like the the, the the predictable bullshit you expect you know for somebody like him or whatever like y'all gay or whatever. But here's the thing: he flips it out like, 
I already kind of knew. You know what I'm saying? But what I th- it seemed like he was more pissed off, not so much the fact that these two dudes were gay or fucking around. It was the fact of, well, Nas at least putting Dan in the midst of this FBI investigation. Mm-hmm. That's what he was pissed off about. Because he's like, hey, and I'm. They, and- Basic. Do y'all? Did we even tell them why they were being investigated? <laughs> Racial profiling. What else was it? They kept, it was, the, the police. They thought they were terrorists or linked to terrorists. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because one of the questions she asked: Has anyone in your family traveled to Afghanistan what, or Pakistan, Pakistan or, or East, East Africa? Africa? Yeah, you know, like in the past and recently and all this stuff. Are you? Are you guys devout? Do you do this and that? Right. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Right. I mean, she was schooling me just in how she was questioned. I didn't know they prayed five or more times. Yeah. I mean, and the thing of it is, I mean, this is a real thing. And this is why this movie was so important, too, is that it was really touching on a topic um, dealing with this hysteria surrounding Muslims and terrorism and associating all Muslims to being terrorists um, on top of the fact that these were black Muslims. And it's 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 really tackling a lot of issues. Um you know, homophobia, uh, Islamophobia, um, in a way that we really don't see in a lot of LGBT films. Um, it's a very important narrative. Um, and that played a huge part of this story. Um, these two young black gay Muslim men um, being racially profiled um, and being targeted um, because they're Muslim. Um, and and on top of the fact that they're completely innocent, they didn't do anything wrong. They're not involved in any type of ter- terroristic acts, but to still be um, interrogated, to still be, uh, you know, profiled and terrorized in many ways, um, it's a real thing, you know? So it just pisses you off. It does. It really pisses you because off. Because it's like when I was watching it, I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. Because you have to think, like, what if that was your child mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying your child is out here ba- basically being grilled by this fbi agent who's not only stalking your kid but threatening your kid like mm-hmm. hey you know you go to jail you lie to me and it's like in your child is completely innocent have, haven't they haven't done anything like they come out, out of nowhere questioning you questioning and, you and following you, you to stuff that right. you have nothing to do with and it's over exactly it's crazy and then and, and then gotta then they they pat you down right well they, well yeah that's well basically leading to that so when dan gets back upstairs and he kind of gets in nas malik fakes you know he explains to him like i told the fbi agent that um you wasn't here and nas is like oh shit like now she knows I was lying so he runs out he chases after her he catches up with her uh, and tries to kind of you know beg and plead that hey you know I lied because you know I'm gay and if my parents find out I'm gay I might as well be dead and she's basically like I don't care that's none of my business the FBI doesn't care so um, I think Nas he's trying to show her something he reaches into his book bag and she pulls out her fucking gun. Like, really, like, this bitch is locked and loaded. Locked and loaded, ready to go. So she got the gun all in his face. And she's like, you know, what's in your bag? And da 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 And, you know, he has these fucking beanie babies or whatever the fuck. And, you know, and then, like, while this is going on, um, Malik catches up with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Malik is just kind of like, you know, yeah, you know, you know, we're in a, we're in a relationship, whatever. And eventually she kind of puts the, puts the gun away and she's like, well, you know, like you, you just should be wasting my, time. my, yeah, you wasted my time. Ain't nobody giving <laughs> no concrete information that these boys was into anything right. 
you followed them you questioned them you wasted your own, own time. time and it just made you question like how fucking stupid are you but or yeah. is this or it made you think is this what this is our what police officers our, our do federal like, agents and federal shit agents like is this what y'all do y'all got real motherfuckers out here killing folks and here you chase around two innocent kids two innocent kids like legit every time she followed them and was watching them they were what eating ice cream eating ice cream coming out of a store right walking down the street or, or playing with fucking sticks like, <laughs> acting like they were swords and stuff right like what right right so so anyway um you you would think that would be been the end in the movie because she basically like lays off on him. She's like you know whatever I'm I'm done you know whatever. Um, but we still got to deal with the whole issue of uh, Nas's nosy ass fucking sister. Mm-hmm. So you know, well basically they go back over to Malik's house. Um, I don't know what they call this. Uh, I don't want to really call it a ritual, but this task of basically killing a live chicken. They basically Malik wants Nas kids his live chicken or whatever. So they get this live chicken, they bring it back over to Malik Malik's house. Uh and you know Yeah, they're preparing it for the mom's birthday. But they're preparing it for the mom's birthday or whatever. You know, they kinda of fool around for a while, but Nas is kinda of like, no, we should wait or whatever. So anyway, Malik's like, Well shit, if you don't want to fuck, let's go kill this chicken. So they go up to the roof with the chicken, you know, um, they pin it to the ground. It looks like Nas is about to finally, you know do what he got to do, you know? And he basically freaks out and he's like, I can't do it. So Malik is trying to pressure him. And then he finally gets so frustrated. He tries to grab the, the little hatchet or blade that he has, that Nas has, and he cuts his hand. Malik cuts his hand on the stake. So, you know, he's bleeding. And on top of this, they're both on a, on this rooftop, you know, preparing to kill this chicken in their underwear or whatever. So, like for real, in they draws. In they draws. So um, Malik cuts himself. Nas tries to go over there and console him a little bit, but Malik is kind of pissed and you know basically trying to say like you know Nas, you want to talk about I'm a fake Muslim, but you can't even do this simple little task. So all while they're arguing and fussing, the chicken is like, "Bitch, I'm out." Like the chicken is like basically like it's on the edge of of this roof, looking like it's about to fly, but you know chickens can't really fly. So it just basically does a, a suicide dip off the roof and falls on top of a car, someone who's driving in the vehicle, who crashes into, I don't know if it was a light pole or a fire hydrant, but crashes. A big ass chicken falling over. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be frightened. Yeah. And you're gonna fuck some shit up. You're gonna fuck some shit up. And, and not he, only he fucked some shit up, he fucked himself he up. He fucked himself up. So, you know, he's dazed and bleeding from the head and nearly unconscious. So they, you know, Nas and Malik runs downstairs once they notice what happens. Uh, Malik, or not Malik, but Nas tries to help the guy out the car. Malik is like, dude, we're in our drawers with blood covered, overall cover on our, you know, cover on us or whatever. Like, we need to go back in the house. We need to clean up, you know, the police can handle this. But, you know, again, Nas is, outside of him being naive, he's very generous too. So his whole concern and compassionate. So he's like, you know, we got to help this dude. So he's literally outside, you know, the dude is bleeding out or whatever. Um, while Malik is in his shower uh, trying to scrub the blood out of his drawers. And all I can think is like, dude, like, they're fucking drawers. Take them off. Throw them bitches out. <laughs> Throw them bitches out. This <laughs> is the thing. You already, let me, let me, let me, okay. <laughs> you already stay at home with your mama. Right. These people, it, it's very clear that Nas does not do his own laundry. Right, very clear. 
so you're gonna stay in these bloody ass drawers <laughs> and you're gonna wear these bloody ass drawers, drawers back to your house yeah you can't even dispose of a fucking condom right but you're gonna wear these bloody ass drawers back to your house possibly put these bitches <laughs> in the dirty clothes yeah and who gonna wash them <laughs> your mom <laughs> and she gonna see this shit and ask questions why is it blood on your drawers? Like child, like you know what I'm saying? Or she can easily be the tip, the typical naive mother that thinks her son does no wrong. Oh, you had sex with a virgin, <laughs> and you tried to just put it through the little hole, and you know, and you got blood, every- blood yes, everywhere, everywhere. But I don't think <laughs> I don't think blood gonna be not like oh, that. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that you could have took them bitches out. Now I go commando when mm-hmm. it's hot outside, mm-hmm. and this is clearly mm-hmm. summertime New York. Mm-hmm. They looked a little moist. They foreheads are sweating oh, yeah. throughout this movie. So I'm looking like you could have took these drawers off, threw it in the garbage, and, and like been that. done with it. And been done with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Another one of those moments, like you're just saying, like, what the fuck? What the fuck are y'all doing? But anyway, so you know they go through this panic. Eventually, the police arrive. They assist this dude who got into the accident after the chicken dropped on his windshield. Um, and basically. <sighs> Basically, well, Malik, not Malik, Nas attempts to um, head back home and he runs into his sister. And, you know, she's she's not concerned about this accident that just took place or this mm-hmm. man almost losing his life. All she's concerned about is her brother basically being gay. So she kind of comes, confronts him and she's like, you know, like, I saw what you were doing and... How long are you going to be gay? How long are you going to be gay? What type of fucking question is that? <laughs> right? Are you going to be gay forever or whatever? What the hell? And, you know, and he's just like, what do you want me to tell you? And then, like, you know, he asked her, like, you know, are you going to tell mom? And then she's like, what do you think? And she runs off. So, Nas heads back to Malik's crib, and he kind of breaks it down, like, you know, my sister saw us. She's about to kind of put me on blast. Like, what do I do? And once again, and I will say they were consistent with these two characters, especially with Malik, because Malik mm-hmm. was just kind of like, you know what? I think I'm going to tell my mom tonight. Right. And not even about us, just the fact that I'm gay. You know, because it's like, what the fuck ever? We'll see what happens. And that was pretty much his words. So Nas is not so sure about it. He heads back out. You know, he's jumping back on the subway or whatever. Um, and he gets off the subway. He has his bike with him. And he's kind of riding his bike shortly down the subway. Uh, and he runs into this guy who's an FBI agent or a police officer. And it turns out this is the same guy who confronted them earlier in the film about selling a gun, who mm-hmm. basically went to the F- the female FBI agent and tried to incriminate them as being like some low-key terrorists. So this same guy confronts... With the same outfit on. The same outfit the on. The same outfit. So he confronts uh, Nas. And he's like, you know, you can't be riding the bike, you know, um, in a subway station or whatever, and I'm gonna have to give you a ticket. And I was just trying to tell him, like, Dave, like, dude, this day has been so bad. Like, please let me off. And the dude's like, no, 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 no. And he's just like being a real asshole or whatever. So he gives him a ticket, and then also we see this this homeless guy that we've been seeing throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. We, we haven't spoke about him, but he's like this, this particular white homeless guy that you see about three or four times in the movie. He's just kind of roaming about. And we see him walk by, he's yelling something or whatever. The officer gives Nas the ticket, and Nas looks at the ticket, and we fade to black, mm-hmm. and credits. It was a very abrupt ending, <laughs> and you know how 
I don't know how many of you know of a friend like this. You know, you have those friends where, you know, somebody says something stupid and this mm-hmm. one friend just want, they, they want to call out the stupid shit somebody mm-hmm. just said. Mm-hmm. And you know how they, they hold their hands out or your mama do this and she hold her hands out like, what the fuck? Right. Like she kind of like leans forward. Oh, yeah, like yeah, a little, yeah. The like, meme. You know, like, like what? Right. Like yeah. what? Like that's how it kind of ended for me. Because I was, was still I was still pissed that this FBI agent yeah. had these boys. Yeah. Like, question. I was like, it. is somebody going to call Black Lives Matter? Is exactly. somebody going to throw a lawsuit on her ass? Because Formation. Formation for real because it was it was just one of those things where and I, I know this is a real thing too, um, but it was it was just so upsetting to see her get away from or get away with uh, stalking these kids, incriminating these young kids, interrogating them in in a very unprofessional mm-hmm. um, way. Um, it was just very upsetting, you know. Um, it, it 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 struck a nerve. I think it was struck a nerve with anybody who watches this film um, that. You know, this took place and that this is a real thing. This is a reality for so many people, people of color, um, people of different religions, anybody who doesn't fall into the common narrative of being white and being privileged. Like this is what a lot of people have to deal with when it comes to police profiling and police brutality, Um, being scrutinized, being criminalized when you're innocent. Um, and this is what the and FBI agent. It was like this female agent, white female agent, and she seemed cute, nice. She also seemed like she wasn't getting any dick herself. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's I was admire why she was so obsessive about these two guys. But mm-hmm. you know, the thing of it is that like that was kind of like one of the major storylines in the film. And you know what? What we're gonna do real quick? We're gonna kind of segue into the cons, and then we might kind of get a little bit into the pros a little bit too. But just when it comes to some of the issues that I personally have with the film, you know, I'm pretty sure you have your own too. Um, the film was beautiful and it felt very authentic, but I feel that when it came to the story and the plot, like it was going somewhere through the first half of the movie, but after that, it kind of fell apart because one of the main themes outside of like exploring these two um, black gay Muslim men and exploring their narrative with this whole story of police profiling and, you know, and living in this whole um, atmosphere of, you know, terrorism and the propaganda around terrorism. And I felt that that played a ma- major theme, but it didn't really stick well throughout the entire movie. Like, not saying I was lost, but I kind of felt like how it was handled, it was, it was kind of like seeing someone juggle a bunch of balls or whatever. And you could, you could see them kind of like losing their little rhythm, losing their grip, and they're kind of becoming unbalanced. And eventually they just kind of drop them all and they might just have one left in their hand and they're trying to just bounce mm-hmm. that one. That's what it kind of it felt like. They, they were definitely going somewhere with this whole theme of being black, being gay, being Muslim, and police profiling. But how they kind of handled um, these two young men being interrogated, how naive both of these kids were, even though I know that's a real thing, like, you know, a lot of young folks just don't really understand their rights when it comes to being approached by the police. They feel like they yeah. have to tell the police everything. But Or go off. Or go off. Mm-hmm. But there was, a, there was a bunch of moments where it was like, okay, like, it's one thing having an officer come up to you and they're like, hey, we're going to ask you a few questions. It's another thing when these officers are clearly profiling you and clearly trying to incriminate you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, it, and it was happening so often, you would think they would have been able to kind of like handle it better. But I'm not saying it's unrealistic 
what took place because I know this is a real thing for um, a lot of people who have been profiled but I feel that just throughout the pacing of the it, throughout the movie it, it felt more frustrating than informative like mm-hmm. I felt like I was sitting there and I was like what the fuck right like why because it was like it was like so many clear signs that like this woman is trying to incriminate you this woman this fbi agent is setting you up Mm -hmm. and you know and it just seemed like nas and malik they were aware of this but they kind of played it off like even i don't think they really knew the severity of the situation maybe they didn't but even even after the situation when um nas got the gun pulled out on him you know, and you know, Malik comes through, and they kind of talk to the woman. She kind of walks off the FBI agent. Um, they kind of roam off like, oh, you know, like nothing just like happened. yeah, like we made it out of that one. Okay, oh, that was close. And like, no, like this agent just pulled out a gun on. Her. I mean, she could have easily shot you, and she had no reason to do it. She was making you seem as if you were like this threat mm-hmm. when you didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I couldn't walk away from that being like, okay, let's go back to home and just chill. Like, no, it's like, okay, we need to go talk to somebody. Like, yeah. we need to speak to somebody. Like, they never spoke to their parents about any of this. Nothing. They just kept it to themselves. Um, so that was really kind of frustrating, too. Um, and there were just a lot of scenes where they were kind of hinting at stuff happened. Like, this Holmes guy that kept showing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really trying to say, like, what was his significance in the movie? Like, they, he would pop up, and he would just kind of stare at him, or he would just be sitting around looking at him. But when the movie ended, they showed him one final time, and I, I just still really didn't get that message of what was his, like, this is just supposed to be, like, just the randomness of life. I mean, randomness of life, but then he mentioned something about Aretha Franklin, and he was, like, walking, no, like, he was walking through, he had his little suitcase, and he was walking through, and he was, like, real flamboyant, and he yeah. said something about, some said something about Aretha Franklin, or Aretha Franklin is here, ladies and gentlemen. Right. And, you know, it was kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, just, it's one of those things. It's like maybe I don't know. But I actually, I I was irritated. Mm-hmm. I felt that you were very irritated. They, you were sitting there like they may have built on one emotion, which was frustration more than others, like comedy or sadness or right. confusion or you know thought provoking, you know stuff like that. Mm. But it's still art it's their art and yeah. i don't know what they were going for maybe they wanted us to be pissed off maybe they wanted us to have all of these what wtf moments moments yeah. and be like because you know clear the whole time what i do like about it it made me think because mm-hmm. the whole time every time something crazy happened or they did something i was kind of like to myself okay what would i do if that was me right you know so i kind of liked it because I've never been approached by the police in that manner. Mm. So I'm kind of like, what would I do? What would I say? Right. Like, would I go off? Would I act crazy? Right. What? Would, would I let the person pat me down? You know, like, it's easy to say like, oh, you know, like I would have told the officer to get the fuck out of my face mm. or whatever. But we know it's. It, I mean, police officers, law enforcement can be very intimidating. Like we know the severity of um, being vocal and outspoken um, to um, law enforcement and authority and seeing the results of that you know when you think of sandra bland when you think of mike brown um there's so many examples of people who have been murdered just for speaking out and you know and being aware of their rights so it's it's a very intimidating situation and it's easy to be violated by the police because you feel like you don't have any power in that situation so i mean again i kind of understand where they were going with that but like you said again um it just felt like it was more moments in the movie where I was kind of like, you know, what's going on here? Like, what? I mean, because, like, I mean, the story was very clear. 
But it was just like, I felt like the whole theme of this whole police profiling thing going on, um, it, it just kind of lost its, its, its impact, you know, um, throughout the movie. And, it's, and especially after they kind of left that story um, of the FBI agent kind of like stalking these two kids. Um, it really had you sitting there like, okay, so what's left? And we had the storyline of um, Nas's sister, but even that was kind of like, huh? Because I was assuming like, okay, she's going to go back home. He's going to have to talk to his parents. Da, 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 da. We never got that. And I kind of, I've, I've seen that. I kind of understand the, the whole notion of that too, because clearly this wasn't about like, oh, we're going to give you this very complete story of what it is to be black, gay, and Muslim. Like, it was more so about getting a, a moment in the lives of these two characters. Right. And, you know, not really knowing what their future is going to really be, but just kind of getting a sense, getting a sense of what these two characters are about. So I kind of get that. But I got to say, that ending was blah. Like, it's no other way to put it. It was, it didn't leave you with anything. Like, I, I get that they were maybe trying to bring the story full circle by having that officer confront um, Nas again. But I, I still kind of felt like, well, what's the message here? Like, I mean, I guess the message is that, you know, when it comes to racial profiling, when it comes to a lot, um, I'm about to call it Islamophobia. A lot, yeah, it's, it's Islamophobia. Um, when it just comes to um, being um, black, gay, and Muslim, when it comes to just being who you are in society, um, it comes with a lot of risk. You know, and especially as a young person, um, it can be difficult to find balance in that, especially when you're kind of not fully aware of what may what might happen next. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? You know, um, so I mean, it, the ending kind of left you with that open end story, but I just felt like they didn't have to kind of wrap everything up in a perfect package, mm -hmm. but they could have gave you something a little bit more satisfying a little bit more solid a little bit more whole i felt like the ending was just very empty you know um, it kind of left you with one outside of malik's situation um because i felt like i felt like when malik was like you know i'm going to tell my mom and we'll see what happens i feel like if his mom kicked him out whatever would happen malik would have made a way malik they show clearly showed you malik could go out here and make a coin <laughs> you know real quick it ain't even a problem for him where Nas, on the other hand i don't know you know what i'm saying um, but yeah, I mean, now when it comes to the pros of the film, um, it was beautifully shot, incredible cinematography. Um, I think the two actors did they a pretty good, good job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did a pretty good job. I feel like, you know, Malik, Malik was definitely, and not just because Malik had that game, he was giving you like the whole Trey Realness tip, but I just feel like Malik's, his character, or the actor playing as Malik, um, kind of owned the role a little bit more. I feel yeah. like the actor is nice and, you know, he was supposed to be playing an 18 year old, you know, but it just, it felt kind of forced, <laughs> you know, it, it just didn't feel as natural without was, saying too much. It was weird to me. Like it was kind of like, he was, he was irritating the shit out of me. That's, that's why I, I was like, okay, he gotta be a teenager. Yeah. Cause he was, that's I'm, true. I'm like, what the, f like, are you serious right yeah. now? Like, I was just like, so mad. Like, you just, say sorry. You know, like, say sorry. It's kind of like sorry, watching fucking Disney. Show, I don't know. It was, it wasn't it, like Nas gave you like, he could easily be on. I don't know, whatever, whatever's fucking playing on Disney channel right now. Yeah. You know, but you know, it's, it's like. I've always been told, like you know, you know something is good when it can when it can control your emotions. Yeah, 
and I was pissed off and then I was confused and it, it was like I, I was pissed off for right. most of it but I feel like right. that that made it good right. well, I, I would suggest it to somebody else oh yeah I mean it, it, like I said again um, when it comes to stories and narratives revolving around people of color we know that's rare but when you're talk, talking about not only people of color but um, you know people of different religions you know um, people of different faiths um, it's, it's, it's stories that need to have larger platforms to be shown on. Um, these stories need to be told. Um, and I feel like they did a, a relatively great job telling. I mean, this, this film is definitely worth watching just because it's giving you a, a refreshing perspective of a narrative that you typically don't see. And I mean, really, it's, it's a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a film that really kind of depicts um, the black gay narrative in a way that I don't think we see too often. Um, and it's not over, over oh, overly sexualized. That's no, another not big at part all. too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about them screwing and fucking in every scene. It's more so about them um, just experience experiencing life together. You know. Um, so, like I said again, good film. It had it has some issues, but definitely worth checking out. Um, it's available now on iTunes, Amazon, Vimeo, YouTube. Uh, you can just search Nas and Malik and it should pop up. N-A-Z and M-A-A-L-I-K. Yeah, you got spelling down. Point okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, also, you can purchase it on uh, DVD um, on Amazon as well, too. And pretty much that's our review of Nas and Malik. Um, you want to give them the details on how they could kind of keep up with us and yeah so basically um we are going to be coming out with a lot more stuff Uh, we have taken quite a long break but we hope you guys missed us but um you can always reach us on tumblr instagram and twitter at the lgbt update um we even have a website www.thelgbtupdate.com and you can even check our personal um social media pages out i am um shav damon so Shav Damon is on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. and um, I have a Tumblr. Mm-hmm. I barely use. <laughs> I think that's Shav Damon too. Um, so check it out, and then you know. Yeah, and then you find me um, at Impact I N P A Q, like everywhere, you know. Um, and oh, and YouTube, YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah definitely check YouTube. Update on YouTube and Shav Damon on YouTube. I forgot I had a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. So we're everywhere, you know, not hard to find us. Uh, And we'll be coming out with a lot more content. So, so share, share, tell people about the, the the podcast. Just like in the film, Nas and Malik, like we about to hustle this shit out here. We will hope that you will do the same, share it, um, talk about it. Uh, we really want to get your feedback. I don't you know? care. You can say I sounded like the biggest queen <laughs> in the world. You're talking about my work. I'm fine. Right. <laughs> right. But that is it. We hope you guys have a, a, a beautiful day, week, night, whatever is going on right now. We hope it's better. Um, thanks for supporting, tuning in, and listening and watching. Good day. Pow pow.